0: Welcome to the Slam Radio podcast featuring Front Page 305. Welcome to Miami.
1: <laughs> all right. Welcome to Front Page 305. This is Walter Villa, and I'm joined as always by my co host and fellow sports writer, Andre Fernandez, and that's my producer, Frankie. I let him play the music today. I'm not sure what that was, but uh, it sounded aight. Andre, uh, what have you been working I know you were at uh, Tras Powell yesterday. Tell me, or I guess Sunday.
2: Sunday. Yeah, The Georgia, Florida All-Star game is is uh well, well it's back at least one year. They're hoping it's back for a few years. A lot of great players in, in the past, like Emmett Smith and other and uh, Deion Sanders were in that game, and they're you know, well, we don't know if there's a Deion or an Emmett in that group yet, obviously, but they're hoping that it they restore kind of that annual tradition. And it was good. It was good to see some of the, you know, some of the South Florida talent. The Georgia team ended up winning. The thing, things kind of the, the roof kind of caved in on them at the end of the game. Two pick sixes and team Georgia won. But the overall a year like this where there really hasn't been any chances for these recruits. It was good to see like an all star game put together and run pretty well, run smoothly and, and and a chance to showcase that. We got signing day, the, the, the final signing day coming up in a couple of weeks. So.
1: Right. And of course, I cover FIU um, for the Miami Herald. They had three kids out there, offensive lineman and the Demetrius Hill kid, uh, holder um, from from Broward. The d- defensive back Demetrius Hill was there. And yeah. Kaleel Brantley,
2: too, for the Canes, a Canes commit with uh, had a couple catches and early on looked pretty good, too, on the on the Florida side.
1: I wanna hype up a couple of stories I've written lately um, on in D1 Baseball, I wrote about the Miami Hurricanes baseball recruiting class, number one in the nation, and then I have a story upcoming in the Herald on Alex Gonzalez, former Marcos becoming a head coach in high school. Um, and later in our show have uh, Jacob Shaw, one of the funniest dudes that I know, I don't know how funny he'll be on the air because some of his stuff is, uh, some of his stuff is, some
2: of his stuff you have to download the HBO Max app to be able right. to, to listen right. to him properly.
1: But he's a funny dude and he runs a great high school basketball website. So we'll be doing that. But first, let's bring in Josh White, young broadcaster. I always say he's he's a star in the making, this kid. Uh he's gonna he's he's gonna be big and we knew him when. He covers the Miami Hurricanes. So let's uh welcome to the front page, Josh White. Josh, welcome.
3: Thanks, Walter, thanks, Andre. thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. let's uh, let's talk a little baseball in this first segment we're, we're gonna have Josh for two seconds so much so much that, that Josh and I off the air argue about and I want to get into some arguments with uh, with uh, Josh Andre let's start with you um, on baseball what are your yeah. thoughts on on the Marlins what they've done seem to be pretty quiet and just the rest of the NLEs? give us your your initial thoughts and we'll, we'll get to Josh all
2: right you know on the road when you have the one car that's going about 30 40. And then the other car flies right by at 80 like pissed off like you know like like just blows right past them well the, the car going 30 or 40 they're going in the right direction and they'll get there i hope but the car going 30 or 40 is the marlins the car going 80 is the mets dude well, to, to me i'm just like blown right past with the moves they've made i know people can debate you know and i know you have opinions on lindor if it's really going to work out and stuff like that but i mean you got to give the mets credit in the sense that they are going for it they are getting Some needed pieces, and they're still, uh, you know, their names are still being mentioned about uh, with other free agents that are still out there, like George Springer in the outfield, Brad Hand as a possible closer. So, I mean, when you look at that division, they've done it. Atlanta, we know what a monster they are; they're not going anywhere. They're they're going to stay good. The Nationals have made some moves. They brought in they brought in John Lester, you know, adding another veteran piece to that rotation. Last night, they've got uh, Kyle Schwarber that came in, and you still have that young core with Juan Soto leading the way. So if you're the Marlins, yes, you've made some decent moves. You've addressed some needs. What have they done?
1: The,
2: they, uh, the bullpen, Adam Simber, they brought in uh, Ross Detweiler, another arm that they brought in. They're like, you know, they're they're decent, okay names, but you don't see the big splash signing. Mostly, they've been able to to lock in the core that was responsible for pushing them into the playoffs last year, which is also important. And you know, and you looked at Baseball America, something I had a hand in on the top one hundred and. You know the, the prospects are still as we've talked about on the cusp Sixto Sanchez was named one of the top prospects actually was named the top pitching prospect coming back this year you know so the core is there and the team is is definitely trending upward but in this division I mean at some point you hope that their financials are going to be in, 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 in a certain in a situation where they're going to be able to competitively spend and, and really to have a chance against these against what the Mets are doing because the Mets can do this every year. You know, with the budget they have, with the payroll they have, and and same goes even for the Phillies, who really haven't done anything yet because they're kind of waiting to see what JT Realmuto decides. But they haven't they haven't done anything yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if now before the start of the season, maybe they lock in JT and maybe they go for someone else. So I mean, again, it they're they're better, but but it's just such a monster division right now still.
1: Yeah, The uh, the Mets we mentioned the Lindor trade, and it's not like I don't know how good he is. He'll hit you on average. And Homer's studio 27 is a great glove at shortstop, only sec- only 27 years old. Yeah. But they had to give up uh, four good players, uh, a couple of minor league prospects. The young shortstop, Andre him is, is, is a terrific player. He's no Francisco Lindor. He doesn't have that kind of pop, but he's just smart. He's fast. He's just really instinctive player. Um, and the thing is, okay, if he had some team-friendly contract for a number of years, but he doesn't. He's on the last year Lindor of his contract they're probably going to, I'm assuming, have to spend $300 million for 10 years to get them. So couldn't they have waited a year and yeah. and had to pick up shorts up at that point? Now, Josh uh, doesn't agree with me. and
2: It, it, ha- it has to be, before you go to Josh, it has to be like Mookie, where they locked him in later for a ton of money. So yeah, definitely. I,
1: so I would have I seen like to just wait a year and, and not give up on some of these young players, including a young pitcher, Wolf, and then a young outfielder. We don't know how those guys are going to turn out, but... Uh, Josh, tell me what an idiot I am. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, be insulted. Go
3: ahead. Oh, I won't go that far, Walter. Walter uh, and I have talked about this before. He was so turned off by the trade when it happened. Then we talked. He's like, "Okay, I'm bought in now." And then I don't know, maybe two days later, Walter, you're like, "No, I hate it again." Um, and then I, well, I, yeah. I think right. a it's, it's, it's I, the
1: think, money. It's I the think money think thing. And I didn't mention that I do like the pitcher Carrasco that they got under team control for three years. I think. I like that aspect of it. I wonder if they could have gone, but I, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a ballsy move and they're going to have to spend a ton of money to keep Francisco for a long term.
3: Well, I think you've now settled into a both sides of the coin, which I think is a fair way to look at it. Yes. They run a risk of, okay, if they don't extend Lindor, which you would have to imagine they wouldn't have made that trade thinking they wouldn't, but if they don't extend Lindor, yes, they lost Jimenez, They lost Wolf, who I think has good potential. Isaiah Green was probably log jammed behind a bunch of outfielders in their system, so who knows um, what he would have been. But anytime you can get a top 10, top 15 player in baseball, cement him into your lineup. He's got a great glove, which is something the Mets have really lacked up the middle. I think it was a no-brainer in terms of what they gave up. I think the right move, and this is where I think Walter almost rolls his eyes at me, is extending him, I think, is the right move. Even if you need to overpay for him, I I think he's that good. Do I think he's Mike Trout, Mookie Betts? No. Um, But he is that type of generational talent where that face too, the the smile, Mr. Smile, he's made for New York, not to mention Carlos Carrasco, probably a two- or a three-starter, probably more in that three spot, and you've got him on a team-friendly deal for three years. I, I, I like the move, especially with Carrasco.
2: Do you give him Machado money, though? 300 over 10 years, let's say.
3: But so, so I agree with that. And don't you think Lindor is better than Machado is?
2: I think it's worth it. I think he's definitely worth it. That, and it's going to have to probably be upwards, obviously, now to, after that bar was set. The, the, I, I one thing,
1: the one thing that I I read about uh, Lindor that I really liked, Andre, do you remember that um, that incident where... Trevor Bauer got pissed. I think they took him out of the game, and he throws the chucks the ball all the way into the Mm outfield, which is impressive arm strength. Remember that? Yeah. And obviously he wasn't too happy. He comes into the dugout, and Francisco Lindor, who is at least I think a year, if not two, younger than Trevor Bauer, but a team leader, and he kind of chewed him out. And Trevor Bauer even today gives him credit. Like you know, Francisco said, "Hey, that's not the way we do things around here." So I you know, I'm a big believer in those intangibles. and Josh made a funny comment that I've played both sides of the coin. I think that's fair to say. i see I see, you know, could go wrong, not denying he's he's not a great player. Um, it's It's pretty interesting. We didn't talk much about um, the Phillies. They're waiting for Jt. remuto. Josh, have they done anything else?
3: Nothing too crazy that jumps out. They've kind of kept the same core around. i I, I liked what Andre said about, you know, the Marlins are going about 30 or 40, and the Mets are blowing by at around, you know, 80 on the highway. I think when you look at the Mets and the Braves, I think they're clearly the best two teams in the division. I would then group, and I think this might be a little surprising, I would group the Nationals and the Marlins together more than the Phillies at the current moment. I think if they they re-sign Real Muta, I think that might change. But I I think the Marlins have a good young core. It's obviously who's going to pan out, who's not, who's going to be ready and things like that but I, I really think the Phillies are trending in the wrong direction
2: well yeah uh, and, and, the, and the move I forgot to mention thats still being meant it hasn't been done obviously but the, the, the big the potential big splash move left out there for the Marlins is if they were to sign a Wilson Contreras if they were to trade for a Wilson Contreras. and that would be it would be interesting too because it would mean they're giving up on Alfaro which you know they've been waiting to see if Alfaro can live up to the potential they were hoping for but that would add a more you know a better bat. More veteran presence behind the plate that maybe they could keep for a few years, also, which would make things a little more interesting. And and yeah, if they can, if they overachieve, I think third isn't isn't unrealistic to think behind Atlanta and New York.
1: I would disagree on the Phillies, and here's why: didn't they didn't they resign didn't they sign Dave Dombrowski as their GM this offseason? Don't I have that right?
3: Anybody? They did, but that doesn't that doesn't mean they're going to be good with the roster that's left over from the previous regime.
1: I'm just saying, I like the direction. When you've got Dombrowski as a GM and and Girardi as the manager, you you you've got uh, Harper there. I think they will sign real real Mutal. I think they're going to be a force in that division. This and, is and- the this <laughs>
2: is the the danger. I agree with you for the Marlins is that because yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of fairness to say that that the the brass is in good shape, the coaching staff with Girardi. Brass. And then and they have the and again they have the payroll. So it's a matter of time. They could go out and make the same kind of moves or protect, or similar moves to the way the Mets are doing at some point. Right. And then the Martins are still still sitting there getting Adam Simber.
1: Right. It's a real tough division. And and the Mets too, I have to caution. They they, they win a lot of off seasons and then it doesn't pan out that great in a season. So let's see how it goes. The Martins are coming off a really surprising year, but it was not a real test it was 60 and not 162 so it's a it's a loaded division
2: what, uh, what's the what's the not f it up uh threshold for the mets at this point like have they reached that point where this is too good to screw it
1: up or or what no nah, they always get injured and the other interesting thing is they have thor the god of thunder waiting in the wing yeah. ready by noon. so when you have that guy if if he's if he really had them lightning bolts coming out of his uh fingers uh the fingers Uh, you know, that's a big thing for them, too. Um, So we only got a couple of minutes. We're going to bring Josh back in the second segment to talk uh, Hurricanes football. Seemed to have a great offseason, Hurricanes basketball. But I wanted to bring up a quick topic in a couple of minutes. Uh, You guys are a fan of the show Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Yes. And and I had a couple of of things happen to me that I thought Larry David could could maybe want to get your guys' uh, opinion. The one was... Uh and, and I hardly go anywhere anymore because of the pandemic. So these are all like gro- things that happen at the grocery store, things that happen at Pollo Tropical in the line. So I was at Pollo Tropical and you're ordering and through the microphone there, and there's a sprinkler system and it's pointed right at the direction where whoever is ordering <laughs> is the water. So I have to put my window halfway up, halfway down to try to not get wet, give my order. And then when I get to the front of the line, I tell the lady, hey, you might want to fix that sprinkler system. I told her what's happened. She just shrugged her shoulders like she could give she could give a shit.
2: Yeah, she was like that, that I I I that'd be like, why do you turn the sprinklers
1: on if people are trying to give you their order? And the other one that Larry David could use is if you guys had this happen you're at the grocery store and you're second in line and there's about three, or four people behind you, all the other lines are are like there's people in them. And then the guy in front of me, he decides he had to get who knows what uh, potatoes or something, uh, chips ahoy, and he's gone. I think well, he could only be gone for a second. He comes back like five minutes later. I'm like, do I do I jump to the other line?
2: The, guy, the, David, the, guy, the David, guy that assumes yeah, that his spot is reserved is
1: weird. Right. Well, it was because we're all paralyzed, and so he doesn't apologize. He comes back. I, I didn't say anything, but I know Larry David would have would have started something. Hey, uh, think you could have maybe uh, picked that up later.
2: Yeah. Well, got. Tra-
1: yeah. Josh, you got nothing
3: on this one? I don't know if I can top that. Walter's got a more interesting life than I do. The pandemic's made life very boring.
1: Well, there was also one in, in Publix where this one, thank goodness, it, but two guys were getting to a verbal alter, altercation because the one guy was crowding them too much, and there were FUs and everything back and forth. So, uh, for sure not with us. That
2: that sounds more like something that ends up on YouTube.
1: Right. We, uh, that's not us. We get along on this show and we're going to talk Hurricanes football, Hurricanes basketball right after these messages. Hey,
3: look what I found. A
1: radio.
0: Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases.
2: Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my
5: kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win.
4: Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
3: Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Front Page 305 on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then
4: I'd have one more question for you.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
3: My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it.
4: I felt so much better after my son told
2: me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's,
3: now is the time to talk visit alz.org our stories to learn more a message from the alzheimer's association and the ad council
6: there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions so to me what failure is failure is the mother of all success if it wasn't for michael jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team he wouldn't have became michael jordan (laughs) You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys, it's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
1: Hey everybody, this is John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. Giving a big shout-out to Slam Radio, the only student-run radio station that's all national. Awesome, guys. Congratulations.
0: And now we're back with Front Page 305 on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: All right, we're back on Front Page 305. This is Walter Villa, joined, as always, by Andre Fernandez. And we also have Josh White back by popular demand for a second segment with us. Uh, we're going to talk Hurricanes here in a second, but I um, I would be remiss if I don't discuss at least briefly the NFL playoffs. Andre, we've got, it, doesn't it look like this is going to be a State Farm uh, Super Bowl? You've got the Rodgers discount and you've got the Patrick Price. You've got the Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, looks like that's going to be the Super Bowl. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, uh, I think Josh Allen is going to be forced out of the insurance bowl uh, by by all of this going on. But yeah,
1: State, Farm, State Farm has to love this.
2: State, State, oh yeah, State Farm's rooting for this. They're they I mean, they're 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 both they're golden boys. You know, they're they're both uh, throwing the football on the middle of the golf course. You know, what's what's the other? Oh, Mahomes at the barbershop. The kids uh, right. get the fades just like him, and then all of a sudden find out they didn't have to.
1: Right. So that's that's the way it's looking right now. Too bad for the brownies. I kind of maybe, maybe we need
2: Josh Allen to join the dad the dad seminar guy on on progressive, so he could so he could match this whole insurance detail.
1: Yeah, that is a great uh, advert, as they say in the UK. Um, I want to talk a little of Hurricanes football. It seems like all the um, all the off season moves are done now. Um, used to be the first Wednesday in February was a huge deal. Actually, Andre, you and I worked at the Miami Herald, high school recruiting was so big. It seems like that's gonna pass now without any fanfare at all for Miami because they did all their shopping already. Yeah. Uh, so so Josh, let's start what do you how do you assess this off season? It seems like it's pretty awesome, but you tell me.
3: I think it was a pretty successful off, off season. I, I think the biggest thing for them was getting their quarterback back, Derek King. I I think that was the biggest thing was, you know, their biggest recruit to get was Derek. They got him back. That kind of started off this wave, maybe a little overdone of let's run it back. Like, you know, Walter, (laughs) I'm going to go to Publix tomorrow. I'm going to go to Publix tomorrow. Let's run it back. Like, a little ridiculous. I get it. But, you know, it's it's all PR. It's all marketing. Um, They're making it happen in that regard. They put together a good class. They filled their holes uh, with some transfers. I think Tyreek Stevenson was a big get for them. Convincing him to come back to Miami um, The one thing I would say That I was maybe a little disappointed about Is I guess Manny Diaz Made some changes defensively It wasn't you know, crazy changes Where he said okay I'm firing this guy This It, it was almost his hand was forced a little bit Once Ephraim Bonda left They then had to shuffle some position He put all his chips in though I will say he's going to take all the blame He's calling defensive plays again he might have done that before. We don't really know, but publicly he's calling defensive plays um, and, and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. They got the Johnson, the defensive end. Uh, they've got um, the wide receiver. Uh, tell me his name again. The um, Rambo. Christian Rambo. Yeah. Rambo. Yeah. Oh, Rambo. Rambo first blood. They got him. They got. Also, they got the quarterback that we didn't think they'd, they'd get in this class. Garcia. Uh, Garcia. They got him to flip. Um, was a Southern Cal recruit. Um, they got the Robinson as a defensive backs coach. Um, that was a good move, I thought. Uh, NFL defensive uh, returns to the Hurricanes, so their D line should be it should be in good shape there. And yeah, I think something had to happen with Lake Baker, and the fact Manny Diaz has been a very effective. Coordinator, he's going to do what he loves to do, calling the signals. I'm all right with that. Um, I mean, all all across the board, uh, Van Dyke is going to be the cornerback's coach, and Rumpf hadn't, you know, had done a decent job, but hadn't really shown himself as a recruiter. Andre, what are your thoughts on you, I'll tell
2: you what, I'm not as tired of hearing the run it back thing yet as (laughs) as I am with the kids that always use the LeBron line of taking their talents to fill in the blank at every signing day. I think that's beyond played out at this point. But, uh, but no, I, I I think the transfer portal they did a lot of damage and it was good because the the Rambo kid is going to come in and we we were we were lamenting their wide receivers and how much we wish they had better ones overall the entire season. So I think Rambo comes in immediately could be that guy that we were hoping for the big playmaker that can you know separate from DBs better and make big plays. And I like I've liked Tyreek Stevenson. I I last saw him really in high school and I thought the kid was a monster. And what always stood out to me when I was covering the high schools was if you saw a kid that really elevated the level of play when he was on a team that wasn't lined up with studs around him. And he was that kind of guy. He stood out, you know, he was on a decent team and in, in high school, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Northwestern or central where you had talent at every spot. Right. And he really like, you knew he was going to be great at the next level. So when I saw that he made the decision to come down here, I was like, okay. And another need spot too, in the secondary.
1: Big knee corner. That was probably their, their biggest need. Um, and yeah, wide receiver. You mentioned that Andre not just the, the, the guy they're bringing in, but I think they have 12 receivers now and a lot of young guys, and it's going to be a battle Royale. And some of those guys are going to transfer out. I, I predict it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I love for Miami that they're that deep, but it's going to be a real battle. I want to see some of those young guys. Uh, Keyshawn especially look really good in limited opportunities. And I want to see some of those young guys emerge. I yeah, so yeah. have to rely on Pope and Wiggins who are, who are so disappointed. <laughs> right.
2: Well, that's the thing. I think the talent now with all those numbers will kind of start to hopefully flip and, and you'll see the, the better depth at, at that spot. And why not? Because I mean, we're always talking about Alabama has a battle royale, like you called it almost at every position. And that's how they're to the elite level that they are. You need to have that. You need to have that excess in order to get the, mo- the most possible. If they transfer out later, oh well. But, you know, the depth is really the key to ever, if they ever hope to take that next step and really get, to the elite, like a Clemson, like an Alabama or like an Ohio state.
1: Yeah. I mean, Royale has to be pronounced that way. it's from, it's from Pulp Fiction, Royale with cheese. That's the only way to say that word.
2: Yeah. Royale with cheese. I mean, even, even battle Royale. I mean, that's what they, I think the wrestling in the wrestling world, I think they, they say battle Royal, but I've heard, I think the old school way, if you ask Santos, it was battle Royale.
1: What well, battle Royale, Royale yeah. with cheese. There's only one way to say that. <laughs> uh, well, I want to get into another argument here and and I'm going to have uh Andre Wayne is I'm gonna have Frankie Frankie pay attention I'm gonna to come to you too because Josh and I had another break Frankie's argument. Frank,
2: Frank in the middle of a conversation right now I don't think well, he's, he's going to gonna to have to pay attention I'm here
1: he's, he's he's at the ready he's at the ready he's training but he's uh he can do this but I had a I had another argument with Josh and uh and so here's you make me out to be this guy you make me
3: out to be this villain
1: no, no 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 these are good healthy debates good healthy debates so the Hurricanes, men's basketball, I know a limited uh, fan base there, but that, that's okay. I, I, I root for them. Um, they were up by seven points. There was 56 seconds left, Andre. I don't know if you saw this game. Uh, they ended up beating Louisville. That was 16th ranked. Um, Biggest win of the year. Yep. Elijah Elijah Olani had the ball. Uh, Josh is there, by the way, courtside broadcasting. And uh, um, so... Lane opened up completely. He has an easy dunk, and he goes, hmm, dunk? Yes, I'll have one. And he goes in, dunk, which I would say is a 99-point-something percent play that usually people make dunks. Uh, I know I certainly do. And so the problem was Olani got a little too fancy, missed the dunk, and that was that. So Josh said the Hurricanes coaches were very upset with Elijah, and I say, well, they were upset by the result, upset that he, that he missed it, not that that was the wrong play. Um, my, my contention, and I'll let Josh give his side of the story and then we'll weigh in as judges. But my contention was, if he holds the ball, they're just gonna follow him in two seconds. They're not gonna let 30 seconds go. They're gonna follow him. And then he has to make two free throws, 60% play probably. Uh, so Josh, before we get to the, the, the fellas and give their response, give, give your side of the
3: story. So, what, 57 Josh, what? seconds, he said? I, 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 I currently am not looking at anything right now. I'm currently – you want my Larry David moment. I'm currently driving, to be completely honest with you. But I want to say, yeah, 57 seconds. Um, they bro- I want to say they broke a full-court press, got free. They—they they were They were on their way to winning that game. They were up by 15 at one point. They held a comfortable 7- to 10-point lead for I don't know how long. But that, that game was pretty much in the bag. I thought Louisville had thrown in the towel as it was. Um, I don't know. I, I think you can dribble up the clock. Do they foul? There's a chance. I don't know if they would have gotten to him quickly. They might have not gotten to him for another six seconds, seven seconds. They could have milked off some clock. He's he's an 82% free throw shooter uh, this season. I think he's even better for his career. A veteran player. I, I would have dribbled it out. Uh, you know. But who knows? They, they, they won either way.
1: Andre, what are your thoughts? you do the dunk there or you uh, I mean, pull the ball until they foul you? I,
2: I didn't see the play, but if you have an open lane, like I'm, I'm talking like if like part the C and, and no one's there and you want to go in for exactly. the kill shot, I, I think I wouldn't fault the kid for trying.
1: Thank and, you. And bro. you're right.
2: And and 29 times out of 30, he's probably going to slam it home and not make a fool of himself. Let's
1: go to Frankie. Frankie, what say you, sir?
2: So, I mean, you were always
4: raised, especially when you have a lead to just keep the ball away from the opponent. But if the lane opens up, and there's a dunk. You got to go for the dunk. Now this should be a lesson right. to him because instead of going and dunking like if it's a 1988 slam dunk contest, you just got to go in for a single two hand jam and just keep on going. So, right. yeah, the coaches should have been upset for him to try to thinking he's Spud web. So whatever it is, what it is.
1: <laughs> right on the eight foot baskets where he used to play at Citrus Grove. That's the way I would dunk this the, the two handed dunk. I mean, come on, just fundamentals. Or you
2: do the boring layup. And you put the game on
4: nice. One or the other, but you have to take the layup at that time because even if they went and fouled you, yeah, you still have, yeah. the, they're stopping the clock, so the clock becomes your enemy, and you now you have a percentage to make those shots. And it can be one, could be two, but if you do one, now they're doing exactly what they wanted, which was to so be able to chip the lead and try to get back into
2: the game. But again, I, I, I admit I did not see the play. I was probably watching the Ravens and the Bills when it happened, but um, was how fancy did he get?
1: Fancy.
3: Yeah, he okay. one-handed, uh, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know if it was fancy. He, it wasn't a two-handed dunk. He easily could have gone for it. He just reached back and tried throwing it down and what? He rimmed it off the back? That's yeah. not that bad. Well, he missed. It, 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 was it, it wasn't egregious. He, okay. he he should have had two points. There's no debate if he should have had two go, points. He didn't
2: windmill it. it. He didn't, he didn't go through the legs, Isaiah Wright, or none of that. No, like he just... But I still feel yeah, like yeah, he kind of cocked back a little bit.
4: And by cocking back in that situation, I think you yeah, already failed wristed.
2: because that's just got to be an easy, let's just get it
4: in and make
1: sure it goes in. Yeah. Never cock back. Always <laughs> cock forward. That's all what
3: I say. You, you, you and Jared Porter are on the same page about that. Wow. <laughs> Depends how you use it. That's a joke
1: nobody will get. That's a joke nobody will get, right? But anyway, in our remaining moments, uh, Josh, I know you're uh, off to the the golf course to uh, shoot a, uh, I don't know, 10 under par, I'm sure, today. Uh, Any funny stories from the – any interesting stories from the hurricane sidelines? You're one of the few people they allow at those games, correct?
3: Uh, Yeah, there's – I don't know, between the players and the coaching staff and, you know, support staff, maybe – i don't know they have 30 people there for each team and then media and people that are working the game maybe another 40 probably one of the, the top 100 i guess that's the only exclusive club i'm in
2: josh are you, are you do they let you be courtside like walter said or, or even even
3: now nah, nah, he, he, he's making it out to be too much they they put us in a okay. suite uh so so we used to be courtside broadcasting but now we're I don't know how far away. So, but no binoculars, nothing like that needed. Still have a good view. I,
2: I was, I, I went, I did one game in December when they when they lost a the pit, and I was behind the basket, like right at the edge at a table, right at the edge of of the you know, like the next level where you know like right right on top of where the seats are pulled back because no, one, they're not in use. And I remember like I was sitting there, and they had Michelle Kaufman, the only other reporter there that night, in the next section. Like not even, not even like a table away. She was like a whole section away from me. That's how, that's how separated they're keeping everything.
3: You, you,
2: you had know, to be socially distance, right. No, 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 no. And I'm not complaining. I'm glad. It, I'm, you know, you know, I'm glad that they're doing that. But it just shows you that's yeah. like how separated it is right now. They want you to keep so much of your distance right now. Understandably.
1: By the way, I spoke to Larry Bluestein before the show started today, uh, Andre, and he says, uh, "Have you seen Andre?" I go, "Yeah, once a week on our radio show. That's when I see Andre." He goes, "He has lost so much weight. So it seems like the whole front page 305 crew is uh, or is getting or at least is getting in shape. At least myself, Uh, we we're we're working on our G original gangster Manny Navarro, get him in shape. Uh, Andre, how much how much how much weight have you lost?" I, I
2: And during quarantine, I think I've gone from about two hundred five or so to about one seventy five, one seventy three, something like that. Look at that! Yeah. Wow. And now I'm running. If I wasn't doing this right now with you, I'd be running Frankie's twenty ones right now. So
1: one of our previous guests on the front page two hundred five, Frankie Ruiz, the running slash walking twenty one minutes that we're following his uh, his words, and I'm going to do take part in the virtual five k uh josh you know we're we're uh we're running out of steam here when we're talking about weight loss and whatnot at the end of the show you got any final words for us
3: uh if you think i'm shooting a 10 under par something is crazy i'm not playing mini golf although <laughs> i am an elite mini although i am an elite mini golf player so anyone who would like to challenge me i'll take the challenge anytime
1: wow. there you go. that, that uh, post pandemic i will take you up on that josh uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back with Coach Jacob Shaw right after this.
3: Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio.
0: This is Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio.
3: Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay
1: Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at Ready.gov. That's Ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council.
0: Good morning, amigo. Uh, hey, man, it,
4: look, if they pick up two Nigga like, Manuel La too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't matter. You I don't call him if, that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manual Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manual Apola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manual Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manual Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better, that one.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Front Page 305 on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
3: Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor.
0: Sam Reed is more than just a radio station but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something Big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here like Franta Tank and Amigo make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia family we've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great i will always be grateful to slam radio and everybody a part of slam radio we are a family they are my family and they will always continue to be my family and i will forever be thankful and i know they got my bag just like i got
1: theirs i love being part of slam radio yo this is k-9 and
5: you're listening to slam radio series 6m 145
0: And now we're back with Front Page 305 on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All
1: right, we're back. Front Page 305. This is Walter Fia, joined as always by my co-host Andre Fernandez, and, and uh, we have uh, Larry 1000000 uh, Don't call me David Fizdale in the background dancing at the tunes that uh, my producer Frankie Fernandez is playing. Frankie, uh, usually I pick the music for the show. Today I gave you free reigns, and your free reign and your you're playing some uh, some hip stuff. What was that last one that you did? Well,
4: I'm trying to get you into today's age. This last one had a Miami Heat connection to it. That's why I played it for you. Were you able to find what the connection was? No. All right. So that song's by Jack Harlow. That song's name is Tyler Hero.
1: Oh. Well, let me tell you, that's a perfect segue. I bet you somebody who does And that's the baddest man in Miami, Coach Jacob Shaw. I mean, his guy is hip. He always makes me laugh, and I bet you he knows all that stuff, man. Uh, coach, how you uh, doing?
5: I'm doing well. How you guys doing? I appreciate you guys having me on, man.
1: Absolutely. Did you know about the, you know you know that song, right?
5: Of course I do. I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in the new age generation because I yeah, coach I'm not, basketball.
1: I'm, not, I'm stuck. in that's what these kids listen to. And the 18, man. Man, I'm old, but but you're young and hip, and that's why I like hanging out with you. Uh, because uh, you know, all this stuff and we talked about the other day you can hang in a lot of different environments you can hang in different uh in, you know different different type of people you you're you're yeah. uh, you're you're, adjust- you're
5: adjustable, I'm, adjustable. I, I'm uh i'm i um, I get a triple double i'll try to stay versatile in these aspects man i can i can listen to the classical i can listen to the country the little toby keith and i, I also can listen to you know, what I mean, a little hip hop, little baby, and a little Wayne, and, and all those guys.
1: You can do it all. You're taking a hiatus from coaching uh, this season.
5: Yeah, yeah, I took a took a break from coaching this season. I got uh, just built a house, so I'm I'm doing some personal stuff. Uh, to, you know, I'll be right back in the spring, so I'm right build back. Building a house,
1: at expanding your empire. Uh, you know, your Taj Mahal. I saw some photos the other day. And you'll be back coaching yep. Miami Beach high school uh, next year. Although I always tell you, man, you could coach in college. Uh, you're a talented guy. And in the meantime, though, how mm-hmm. um, you, you have a great website uh, and something that Thank I've you. used when I write my stories, You've got a lot of good information. There a lot of lists of players. Who are the best? You rank the players, you rank mm-hmm. the teams, you keep up with it. You, mm-hmm. you at the end of the year, you do a Mr. Mr. Miami basketball and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell us, um, mm-hmm. The name of the website and how, how long you've
5: been doing it. Uh, this is my fifth year doing it. Uh, it's called Miami Day Basketball. It's actually controlled by the coaches it's the coaching committee. Uh, all the coaches just give them a ballot and let them rank the kids. Man, who else is better to listen to than the coaches? I try to make sure it stay up to date by uh, doing team rankings every every Sunday. You can see who the top teams are, and then I do the player rankings annually, like uh, every uh, spring and, and fall let people, college coaches, know which kids to look out for.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great service that you provide. And I want to get Andre to ask you some questions here too, but let me take the first one. Go ahead. Just about Miami Hurricanes uh, men's basketball team. We were talking about them Mm -hmm. previously uh, in Mm -hmm. in the show with with Josh White. But um, Mm -hmm. the fact that they don't have – I'm pretty sure I'm correct in saying is any Florida kids on this roster currently um, Mm – They've done a great job, got to give them credit where credit is due, recruiting kids, really good kids out of D.C., out of New York, out of Philly in those areas. Um, Do you blame them for not having Florida recruits on this roster?
5: Well, shout out to Coach Larry Negra and uh, Chris Caputo. They they do an amazing job coaching their kids and the talent they have. But, um, yeah, I mean, it it starts from the guy up top. I mean, there's no reason why Justin Neely – to be walking out of the door and you're not saying nothing to him. He'd get offers from everyone else. He's a hidden gem. You know, it's, it's a lot of hidden gems out here. Uh, um, Malik Renew. Well, let, let, uh,
1: let me stop you. Let me stop you right there. To, uh, explain yeah. Justin. Neely. That's a kid at Miami high who scored, what was it? Right. 61 points. Seven, yeah. Yeah. The record right. single game, 61 points. And then he transferred, I believe to West to- Oaks. He's like a six five yeah. wing. Yeah. And, and Miami's yeah. not on that kid.
5: No. He he had 27 points a game last year. Definitely should be on a kid like that where upside is high and keeps getting better every single year. Um, but it seems like they don't recruit those kids, but you have kids on uh guys on their team that's actually that he's just as better than right now. You know what I mean? So um, he should be at least getting a look or offer or anything, something within that realm. But they don't recruit Miami really well. They don't, they, for some reason they, they'd rather go up north and and, and grab their kids, you know. And I'm fine with that. But if you're going to do that, you have to win. You know what I mean. You can't lose and 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 recruit the kids from the other side of the of the, of the country. You know Where I mean? where's Neely going to go? Do you think? Uh, he has a, he has a lot of uh, low major offers, and he has some major offers. Um, uh, uh, I don't know yet. You know what I mean? His dad's from Philly. You know what I mean? But. Uh, uh, and Temple definitely interested in him, but also you, you, his dad uh, went to Damien. He was an offensive lineman at uh, University of Miami, yeah. too. So you know, you know what I mean. That should have been an easy pick, but for some reason they won't. It won't pick up those kids. Man, I don't understand why.
2: Coach, to, to echo what Walter said, I follow your site on Instagram, and I, and I love it. Good stuff, man. I wish, like you know, that that, that was always the kind of stuff Walter and I wanted. Remember when Walter when we were trying to convince the Herald to keep doing stuff like that, and right, unfortunately, mm-hmm. cutbacks and whatnot. But uh, but it's a good thing because the the kids have something that like that you know. I'm sure they really look forward to, you know, week in and week like- out. But um. Uh, tell me you, you mentioned Neely, but um who else this year, who who are like the the, the stud recruits out of Dayton Broward this year that people should keep an eye on that you think might end up signing with uh if, if not major colleges with prominent programs?
5: Well, a must see to me. Like if you if you're a college coach out here, even if you're just a basketball fan, is the kids from Pinecrest, uh, are sure and A Man Thompson, the two twins, six, six Athletic, they're amazing. Freaks of nature, um, really shoot the ball, handle the ball like point guards. They're six six guards, point guards. You know what I mean? So they're they're getting they're getting recruited by just about everybody. Uh, um, they're but they're in Fort Lauderdale, um, Miami. Uh, Miami Arturo Dean's pretty good. He's a he's a five foot eleven point guard, but he's a scoring machine. You know what I mean? He's probably averaging like close to twenty seven points a game. Five or six steals and um six or seven assists. So he's at Calusa Prep. So uh, those two are are pretty good, but uh, it's some other guys out here that's not as as highly recruited as those guys that really that need to, that some of the college coaches probably should take a chance on. Yeah,
1: yeah
2: now, Dean, I think I remember seeing Dean was Dean, Dean started out at South Miami, right? Yeah.
5: Right, correct. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. I
2: remember. Yeah, I remember seeing him when he was still a baby over there, like just starting out. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's flourished pretty, pretty good in the last few years, apparently.
1: And yeah, and yeah. Calusa Prep, uh, they're playing an independent, independent schedule now, so they're not uh, with the FHSA, right. and they can recruit and, and get anybody they want. And by the way, those those twins that Coach Shaw was was talking about, a lot of people don't know that if you recruit the twins, it only counts as one scholarship. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, oh man, kidding.
5: I'm about to say like. <laughs> Okay, I, I
1: got you there, Coach. I got you.
3: Now, oh, let's talk
1: about another uh, story in in uh, Miami-Dade High School basketball this year. I think the story in the county this year, and that mm. is uh, obviously the, the the untimely, just a sad passing way too soon of Shaky Rodriguez, a good friend mm. of mine and a good friend of the basketball community. Uh, mm. Sadly, he passed away, but his son Eric has taken uh, over as a, he was his assistant. He's taken over as a head coach at Matter Academy. Mm. And that team is kicking ass. I think they're
5: what coach twelve and zero. Yeah, it's twelve and zero right now. That's correct. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna be honest with you about this kid, uh, Eric Rodriguez. I think he's he's gonna be one of the great ones. I say I sit there oh. and I watch him coach, and I watch him how he draws stuff up, and how his kids uh, rally right behind him, and how he walks in the room and demands spe- respect as a young head coach. Uh, he's gonna be one of the great ones. So watch out for him. And he's got these kids rolling. And they're not the most talented team. But they do play the number one team in Broward, Calvary Christian, this weekend. You know what I mean? So wow. it's, it's the number one team in Miami versus the number one team in Broward. And Calvary Christian is ranked number 20th in the country right now. So yeah, be that, a good
1: talk a little bit about Calvary because they're filthy loaded, especially that junior class. They have the number one junior Probably number one player, if regardless of class, in in Dana Brower, correct?
5: Right. Yep. They have a uh, Greg Glenn, um, six five wing, uh, can do it all. Uh, I don't think he ever re- he hasn't reached his potential yet, and he's he's doing a great, he's having a solid season this year, about twelve, twelve to fourteen points a game. But they're playing one of the toughest schedules in the country, so. Um, the numbers always ain't going to look as crazy as it is if he's just playing Miami and Broward and, and South Florida teams like he's playing some of the top teams in the country so yeah he, he's a top recruit
2: any any program right now that's come down that maybe you have seen recruit the area well any any out of town school colleges yeah like D1
5: Oh, uh, okay. uh, Division 1s uh, Mercer did because they had a kid. They had uh the coaches from one of the coaches from Miami Christian uh, went over there. They they recruit the area pretty good. Um, uh, I-P, IUPUI they they recruit the area pretty good. Usually all of the Division ones schools get most of their kids from from Broward right now. Their junior class is really strong. Our senior class isn't as strong as our junior class. But um, I think our sophomore class is probably the better. But the reason why is because a lot of our kids left and transferred out mm. and went to private schools because the the public schools can can um can't provide you. Day County kind of public schools only restrict you to so many games and sometimes they push the season back. So a lot of our best kids went to private schools this year.
1: Right. But when 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 there's whether it's data Broward, same area, pretty much when when there's big time players here. I mean, you know, with uh, Vernon Carey Jr., uh, you know, Duke came down, Scotty Barnes and every school mm-hmm. wanted him, including Miami. So they, they've had some elite players uh, down here. Right. Last last few years.
5: Yeah. Um, it, it, it they, they had a lot of. Um, so what happened is a lot of the coaches do a good job of developing that talent. It all depends on who you got developing those kids at one time, and that's what's happening. And at that time, university was the place where they were developing Division One NBA type of talent. You know what I mean? That's going to move back, swing towards them again. But right now, university schools like that aren't even playing. But well, we have talent down here, but it's just kind of like mixed mix and matched. So Miami has way more schools than Broward. So Miami's talent is more scattered. Where Broward Broward talent is all in you know what I'm saying, four or five schools, you know what I'm saying, so it's a little bit different than how we, you know I'm saying, how we do it here.
1: Coach, you've been coaching a long time down here, and mm-hmm. I have not I didn't talk to you about this off the air to see if, what funny story you can actually tell on the air, because I mentioned you always make me laugh. You have a lot of funny stories, but some of them, the, oh, the subject matter may not be right for radio. What's a good What's a good story that you can tell? Either something you saw, you know, a funny thing that happened with a referee – or the opposing team the locker room put us behind the scenes and uh, some of
5: the things you've seen well i was coaching travel basketball for a minute and shout out to the travel basketball coaches but man like a lot of high school coaches is different you know what i mean so um uh, we go to this game out in um, chicago i was coaching with each one teach one and um i usually don't coach travel basketball so you know they probably paid me a little bit to go do it so i went to go do the do the game and uh we wind up getting in the championship game and And Chicago is different than the Derrick Rose Classic. And I couldn't believe it, but the other coach on the other end was holding a baby the whole game. And I'm like, wait. (laughs) And I'm like, so So that's why I say AU coaches are different than high school coaches because they can't get away with that. That kind of etiquette is – but if I'm on the other side of real high school, I'm looking at him like – like we, like what are you doing? Like he's holding a real baby, and not to mention his whole family was at the game, so it wasn't like he didn't have anybody to hold the baby. So me and my so, coach so, was, was like, he Yo. Looking, was,
1: was he looking? Coach, was he looking to get favorable calls from the referee because he's holding the baby? I guess so.
5: Know? I guess so. We, we 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 couldn't understand what was going on. I mean, maybe that's how they do it in Chicago. They hold babies in the middle of, of an intense. Game, you know, I'm talking about he got the clipboard with the baby in his hand with the bottle and the bag on his I'm like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? But it, but it, it was a hilarious moment for me and my staff at that night. Man. I,
1: I mean, you seen coaches get mad and slam the, the clipboard down. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that but, didn't happen and there was no, uh, you know, the baby was uh, was fine. Yeah
5: don't, yeah, don't slam the baby down. Man. <laughs> and and, if,
2: and if the baby starts fussing and crying during a timeout when you're trying to call a play in the key moment i don't know how he was doing
5: it man but he had a whole staff with family everybody i couldn't understand why he was holding the baby and everything it wasn't no coronavirus it was just weird one of weird moments that i had coaching and then we won a game too
1: coach speaking of coronavirus how's it been this year for high school basketball have you seen a lot of postponements do you think we're going to get to cross the finish line and and, you know, have the state championships in Lakeland like we usually do. How, what's been the effect of COVID on, on the on the hoops season?
5: Uh, it's very difficult. Uh, so, usually you you, you schedule in uh, March and you have your, your, your schedule and that's about it. Maybe you make one or two changes that's about it this year. Um, you're just about scheduling your game week to week. You know what I'm saying? It's not really a set schedule. Even if you look on max preps, it's a lot of cancellations. You can see a lot of stuff. I try to keep on top of it by having, if it's a cancellation, I have a coach uh, um, inbox me and I put it up on my social media and then the other coaches can reach that coach uh, through their information. So it's very difficult right now. Probably the most difficult I've ever seen uh, scheduling. Just, just having a uh, schedule for next week. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's one of the toughest uh, situations I've ever seen, you know what I mean? And, it's, and, I'll, and I took this year off, but I'm walking right back into it next spring.
1: Yeah, what, what about um, Dayton Broward, as we've only got a couple minutes left, give us your prediction, which teams, assuming there will be state championships played, which team uh, from Dayton Broward you think will walk away with state titles this year, if any?
5: Oh, uh, I, think, I think Matter Academy got a great chance. Um, Calvary Christian has a great chance. Um, I really like how Boy Anderson plays, and Miramar will be back, too. Mir- Miramar will, will definitely... Uh, be back Cole Gables has a nice team. So I think those teams are definitely have a chance to win a state championship this year You know, what I mean? it's it but it's up in the air because you can get to the state championship and then if somebody has Corona now. It's over So yeah. the, we got to yeah, figure out the that, that yeah,
3: yeah, it's Florida so yeah, they saw won't saw stop
5: that football yeah. yeah, they won't stop it. They won't stop the state championships because I mean, we're in we're in Florida well, it was basically letting everybody play, but it's it's a tough time, and I, and I believe that it wound up finishing up strong.
1: Coach, um, you and I talked about a week ago, and you were telling uh, me how good the Southwest Eagles were doing. They're not normally a, a basketball power. I think they were nine and zero at that time. And right mm-hmm. after you told me they lost, have you, have you put the jinx on the on the Southwest High uh, Eagles?
5: I think I did put the jinx on the Southwest High Eagles, but they wind up next day coming in and beating the the char off. Uh, of Miami Beach, so they came gave, and gave us a thirty-piece chicken McNugget, and uh, we didn't like that. But uh, wait, 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 boys. wait! What
1: did you just say? They gave us a thirty-piece <laughs> chicken McNugget?
5: Yeah, they gave us a thirty-piece chicken McNugget. That's, yeah. we, that's, Detroit, that's that's Detroit's language for they they beat us for about thirty points. <laughs> there you go.
1: Wow, yeah. that's what I love yeah. about Coach Shaw, man. I always learn some <laughs> uh, some some lingo because uh, obviously I'm a million years old. I never heard when you beat somebody, you say they gave us a chicken McNugget.
5: 30-50 burger 50 on somebody. That. You know what? I want to be just like you when I grow up. So. Um, <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm, I'm working on that right now. So I'm trying to be in your lane.
1: You're the man. You're the man, Coach Shaw. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm uh, I'm looking at Frankie, our producer. Frankie, we are about out of show. We're about out of show. He, he, you can speak, Frankie. It's all right. Say how great this show was today.
4: I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give some kudos to Jacob for making me laugh my ass off right now with a 30-piece <laughs> chicken McNugget. For you just calling it a chicken McNugget, and yes, we're out of time.
5: <laughs> all right, guys. I, I thank you for everything. I appreciate Thanks, it. Man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. All coach. right, bye. and we'll be right, back
1: bye. next week with Front Page 305.
0: The views and opinions expressed on front page 305 are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.